0: Welcome to the I Spy with My MyoEye podcast. I am your host, Brittany Sierra. I am a certified oral facial myologist, registered dental hygienist, and lifelong learner. My goal with this podcast is to expand your knowledge of oral facial myofunctional disorders and to bring you up to date in current literature so that together we can get to the root of the problem. You ask, we'll answer by collaborating with true pioneers in specialties associated with the myo world. Join me on this journey as we dive into the life altering world of tethered oral tissues and airway space. Let's do this thing. Quick disclaimer all content expressed on this podcast are the views and opinions of the speakers and is for informational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace, professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Because every person is so unique, you should always consult with your specialized healthcare professional. Dr. Peter Vitryk was born and raised in Ukraine. He earned his Ph.D. degree in physics from the Moscow Physics and Technology Institute, Moscow, in the late 1980s in the former USSR. In the 1990s, he held research scientist position with the Academy of Sciences in the former USSR and then a Royal Society Visiting Research Fellow position at Harriet Watt University in Edinburgh, Scotland, UK. He later worked as senior scientist with Synrad Incorporation in Seattle, Washington, and then as chief scientist with Luxar ESC Luminous, also in Seattle, Washington. In 2002, Dr. Vitrick founded Care, an exclusive certified Luxar laser service, and accessories provider for 12,000 plus surgical Luxar laser installations around the globe. In 2005, he founded Escalite and Light Scalpel, the only American-based designer and manufacturer of surgical CO2 lasers for small office outpatient market. Dr. Vitrick was authored 10 patents and over 30 articles on CO2 lasers and is a member of the Institute of Physics UK. In 2017, he founded the American Laser Study Club, an educational platform that helps physicians, dentists, veterinarians, and practice staff members to excel at efficient and safe application of laser energy in everyday practice. He is married to his wife of 36 years, Natasha, and they together have two children, Olga and Alexander, and one grandson, Leonard. Good morning, Peter. Welcome onto the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today to hear from you and learn from you. So thank you for taking the time to come and chat with me.
1: Uh, Hello, good morning, Brittany. It's a pleasure and honor and super excited to share, you know, what we the engineers and physicists know about lasers and laser tissue interaction.
0: So give us a little bit of background on yourself and how you came to produce the leading laser in the TOTS world.
1: Oh, thank you for that comment. Yes, thank you, Uh, about light scalpel. So my background been uh, always in in applied sciences, applied physics, uh, all the way back to the Academy of Sciences with the uh, uh, former Soviet Union. Uh, then I was the visiting research fellow with the Royal Society in the uh, United Kingdom for about five years uh, at the Harriet Watt University in Edinburgh. Uh, and the, right after that, was working with the two pretty successful startups in Seattle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But the name of the game for the startups, you know, being successful means somebody's going to buy them. So twice I was Unemployed, and I am like forget it. I have a garage. Let's start it right there. So that was 2002, and uh, here we are. Uh, so the the light scalpel is uh, is just the advancement on the two key inventions by Kathy Lachman Grothel, just mm-hmm. a legendary uh, lady. Uh, She uh, invented the the all-metal fashion to uh, uh, run the CO2 laser, Mm -hmm. which means it's rugged, reliable, inexpensive. And she also invented the flexible fiber. And uh, so long story short, Light Scalpel is kind of several generations uh, forward from her original invention. And the... uh, who knew that the you know in a, uh, in just in time when we launched uh, kind of, you know I I met Mari Kaplan mm-hmm. and the little by little that's such a world of helping humans open up, including my family. So I have a little uh, snippet about about my grandson how he benefited from yeah. these inventions and the uh, clinicians uh, who were trained largely by Mari Kaplan in the, in the past yeah. 10 years.
0: Now, I know you have a, a little PowerPoint um, that you made that you want to share. So if you want to, you know, share your screen, we can, you know, get to that. I know a lot of the questions that I have for you, you're probably going to be going over uh, in your presentation. Um, so if you want to, you know, go through that and then any remaining questions that I have, we can, we can finish with that.
1: Yes, and uh, thank you for that because, they, you know, all these complex uh, concepts, you know, they, you know, just talking them over uh, you know, videos and, and pictures are worth thousands of words, so yes. hopefully this will help the viewers to kind of see from our side of things, the physicists, the engineers, how things work. So here we go. Uh, so what? Uh, this is literally like maybe 15, 20 minutes worth of the material. And they somewhat superficial, not really going in depth, mm-hmm. but just enough to hit the major points. Like, you know, laser is not a laser, is not a laser, is not a laser. Mm-hmm. There are different ones. And so, for instance, when you go to a, uh, a cosmetic uh, laser, Practice cosmetic laser the surgeon practice, you will easily see 10 to 20 different lasers. There is no such a thing as just one thing does this all. Mm-hmm. So, what is important for us is that which is the vascular soft tissue surgery. So here's the here's the fundamental question as to what exactly do we want out of the soft tissue laser. And the, the answer has two parts to it. Um, and so first of all, it needs to have an ability to cut the soft tissue. Just If it's not cutting, this is not even a starter. It has to cut. And in science, the words, we are vaporizing tissue with the laser beam. Another word for that is the ablation, ablation of the target tissue. But what exactly makes such an uh, instrument better than scissors? You know, somebody spent $200,000, what does it make it better than the scissors? And the answer is, we want to have an instant hemostasis and coagulation on the surgical margins. Pretty simple. So then <clears throat> uh, I have a uh, video <clears throat> that illustrates, what exactly do I mean? So let's watch this quick snippet. So, what you saw there, you definitely saw a release. The diamond showed up and there was not a, a drop of blood. Mm-hmm. So, we were able to vaporize the tissue very precisely and have an instant hemostasis. And the, so, uh, watching this video will get the viewers to like 50 percentile mark understanding what the uh, laser surgery is all about. <clears throat> if they notice that uh, throughout these three, four, five seconds of the video, we were actually seeing the tissue, the color of the tissue, the texture of the tissue we would be able to identify just, God forbid, if there's some say the blood vessels show up or the nerve endings or whatever the complicated anatomy, sophisticated anatomy. And so the CO2 lasers are known for what you see is what you get. And that's exactly what we saw here. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is more to this video, but I just don't have time. It could be the inner questions. So, going from this video, uh, when my grandson was born, within a week we knew that the, you know he cannot feed breastfeed properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would uh, latch, he could not extract the milk. It was just a tremendous struggle for him. Uh, he would fall asleep hungry. He will sleep very little. He will wake up hungry and the vicious cycle begins it was a nightmare and stay uh, uh, at the at the two weeks of age one tongue tie release one lip tie release uh, two buckle ties and he uh, that was that was a changed baby mm-hmm. he started eating so much that the our lactation consultant told us full stop don't feed him that much you need to you need to slow down <laughs> And so, so these are the releases instant before and after. Again, not a drop of blood, complete releases for the tongue tie and the lip tie. And the, the interesting thing here was for the lip tie is that then, even at the age of only two weeks, he already had the muscle memories that even without restrictions, no buckle ties and no lip tie, he was still trying to do this the old way. Right. So it was the guidance of the lactation consultants and the uh, other pediatric dentist, uh, James Thomas, and the um, uh, naturopathic doctor, Jill Gormley. Uh, it was, you know, it was hard work for my daughter-in-law, mm-hmm. but we prevailed. <clears throat> and so the, so the phrenectomy was super quick, quick no uh, bleeding, uh, minor discomforts. The same night, uh, no painkillers. That was the amazing thing to see.
0: Yeah.
1: A quick gain. So these are the, the fantastic doctors that helped uh, little baby Leo. And so this is him drunk hey. on the breast. Milk. <laughs> so it's kind of the point here is that with everything and that I know about the laser tissue interaction and the laser surgical lasers, I only wish that uh, all the families have access to such expert uh, providers with the top of the line tools, you know, not just the brand, but what exactly do they do as far as the laser tissue interaction? So that's me just before Thanksgiving. Super happy. Oh,
0: how precious.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so moving on from here, the, so at, at this, and when, when this couple of slides will finish show, we will be like at a 75 percentile understanding uh, surgical soft tissue lasers. Mm-hmm. So as mentioned uh, 10 minutes ago, uh, it's the ability to vaporize the soft tissue and or cut uh, or ablate and the instant hemostasis coagulation on a surgical margin that makes uh, that instruments, whatever the type of the laser appropriate uh, for uh, the vascular soft tissue surgery. So if we just stated that the kind of the laser we want is ablation and coagulation at the same time, we instantly recognize that there are lasers that cannot coagulate and or cannot uh, ablate. So we have a very simple um, uh, quadrant, where we can put every single medical laser out there with respect to their ablation, coagulation, yay or nay. Top right corner is ablation and coagulation. That's what we want for the vascular soft tissue surgery. <clears throat> Bottom right corner is the ablation, but no thermal, no deep thermal effects, no coagulation. Uh, examples LASIK surgery. Do we want that LASIK laser? Uh, to vaporize super precisely the cornea? Absolutely yes. But do we want the coagulated cornea? No. So that's the perfect example of the ablative laser with the very limited or non-existent thermal effects. Heart tissue lasers is another example, just because of there is nothing there to coagulate an enamel or in dentin. So then looking at the top uh, left corner, Great many uh, applications uh, for the uh, non-ablative laser, but with a great ability to coagulate, hemangioma treatment in, um, uh, in dentistry, hair removal in cosmetic surgery. And the last class, are the, it's a photobiomodulation laser, no thermal effects, no ablation and no coagulation. So pretty simple, but uh, on the right-hand side, ablative lasers, And on the left-hand side, non-ablative lasers. So this is how you look at all of the medical lasers, say outside of the dentistry, for instance. Uh, But where do we start, Uh, kind of trying to understand, kind of which laser, which wavelength, fits the bill for all of these applications, different applications. So very quickly, what's what is the wavelength? It's just the color of the light in the visible range. Uh, uh from blue to red that's from 400 to 700 nanometers so the wavelength is just that number uh, uh, in nanometers uh, the visible range from 400 to 700 let's think about it just the just the color of the light wavelengths is just the color of the light so believe it or not but every single laser in dentists in dentistry Uh, belongs to one of the three categories. One micrometer, three micrometer, or 10 micrometer. Different units of measure, 1,000, 3,000, 10,000 nanometers. Almost every laser on the dental market today belongs to one of these three groups. So it's kind of, don't think about groups of the wavelengths. So why is this important? So I have two simple videos. So this is a, uh, a CO2 laser, that's a 10,000 nanometer class laser. Uh, the target tissue is just the poultry, chicken leg. The power of the laser, seven watts, and the spot size, which is very important, is, is pretty small, quarter millimeter diameter. It just shows you how sharp is the knife. So let's see what's going to happen. And we are cutting very efficiently and pretty deep.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Now, if we just change one thing, just change the wavelength, same tissue, same power, same spot size, we're using sharp knife. And stay, oops, let's see what's going to happen. And absolutely nothing. So we can be doing this for hours and days and years, but this wavelength is absolutely incapable of vaporizing this soft tissue. Uh, so the quick summary that there is a, something super very fundamental about the wavelength. So the wavelength matters in a very profound way. Or another way to say it is that the lasers are not equal. Laser is not a laser, is not a laser. So the next thing we look at kind of, yeah, so where do we start uh, kind of understanding kind of what, what exactly made the difference between the diode laser and the CO2? And the answer is we have to look at the very quickly the physics of the laser light interaction with the target tissue. For the soft tissue, we need to look at how exactly the histological water absorbs the light. So that's the green light. Ballpark, 75% concentration uh, at the minimum. So this is the the strength of the uh, absorption of the light by the histological water. Uh, in the very wide range of the wavelengths uh, on a horizontal axis. That's why this chart is uh, referred to as the spectrum because on the horizontal axis, that's wavelength, the color of the light. On a vertical axis, we have the, the strength of the absorption. The stronger the absorption, uh, the shorter the distance the light can travel into the tissue the weaker the absorption, the longer the distances the light can uh, go through. And the, so if we were to look now at the hemoglobin, oxyhemoglobin, at the histologically relevant presence in the soft tissue, uh, we can see that in the around 1,000 nanometer where all of the diode commercial diodes, uh, almost all of them uh, belong to the absorption strength is extremely weak. So, these colors of the light can go for the long distances. And uh, this, these are the exactly the colors and the wavelengths that work in pulse oximeter. Everybody knows about pulse oximeter now. So, what makes it work is the, the ability of those colors of these lasers in the pulse oximeter to go through them through the finger. From one side of the finger to the other side of the finger, mm-hmm. and then you know the software is based on uh, comparing the red line against the blue line. Uh, so these are the diode lasers and the neodymium-yag CO2 laser on the right hand side. And here's that eureka moment: a thousand times difference in the strength of the absorption, which makes the CO2 laser uh, ablative and the uh, diode laser non-ablative. But this is this is just a Black and white physics. Take it or leave it. No opinions. Uh, super defensible. Take it to the bank. Pretty simple. <laughs> and then the, we have another class of the laser, erbium lasers, which is ballpark ten times better than the CO two laser for cutting. However, just because this, they are absorbed so strong by the histological water in a tissue. The coagulation depth, these wavelengths do not penetrate too deep into the tissue. So the coagulation is not that deep. And so now kind of the very quick summary. Three groups of lasers. If you want to coagulate, diodes. Mm -hmm. If you want to cut without thermal effects, erbium. But if you want to have both, you only have one choice. That's a CO2 laser. And and which is by the way, kind of the reason that's the you just step outside of the dentistry, like you know, vascular uh, um, uh, surgeries with lasers in ENT and uh maxillofacial surgery, skin resurfacing dominated by the CO2 lasers. Mm-hmm. So, uh quick summary on the depth of the coagulation. Uh cadaver studies uh they uh, tell us that the blood vessel capillaries diameters are in a 20 to 40 micrometer range. And that's this red band uh, on this chart. And this, this is going to be the chart for the coagulation depth spectrum. Uh, so if we look at the Erbium lasers, and that's the depth of the coagulation. Uh, so kind of do we have, a deep enough coagulation on the surgical margins with the Erbium lasers? The answer is no. You know, if you're co- co- coagulating uh, to the um, uh, approximately 10 micrometer depth, but the blood vessel is 20 to 40 micrometer, no surprises there that there gotta be some bleeding. Uh, with the uh, diode lasers, very extended depth of the coagulation, and you already know they do not cut, now we have that another Eureka moment as to why the CO2 lasers been uh, preferred by the uh, surgeons who perform the vascular uh, soft tissue surgery. The, the depth of the coagulation is approximately two, three times greater than the blood vessel capillary diameters. So that's what seals uh, the uh, capillaries on the surgical margins. Uh, so the quick summary of all these charts, just in words for 1000, 3000, 10,000 nanometers, uh, class lasers, diodes, neodymium yaks, super great for the photo, for the photothermal coagulation, but they cannot cut the tissue optically, they cannot cut uh, non-ablative lasers. Erdium lasers, the best for cutting, absolutely the best laser for cutting soft tissue, but it has a very limited depth of the coagulation. Mm-hmm. And the the CO2 laser, it's your it's neither the best cutter, nor it is the best coagulator. You just get both at the same time, you know, and you like it, God bless you. And then, uh, but if you are using any other tools and you know how to use it. That's kind of the key from, from this part of the presentation. Know how it works, and there, there are ways to adjust. So the next uh, slide is the summary. The CO2 laser fits the bill for the vascular soft tissue. Erbium lasers really fit the bill for the heart tissue. Very limited thermal effects when the water is involved. And then on the left-hand side, for the non-ablative the lasers, we have the diodes and the neodymium. All right, but then, you know, everybody knows that the number one selling dental soft tissue laser is a diode laser, which is, by the way, doesn't happen in veterinary medicine, doesn't happen in the human medicine. It's only in dentistry, you know, this is happening. So how, what exactly is going on here? These devices work uh, as a hot tip cautery devices, and so I have a quick video. So let's see if it will work. What, what's your views laser?
0: Peter this video is a little bit hard to hear on my end so maybe we can also just provide the link for this video in the show notes okay.
1: Yes I will provide the link to the Perfect yes. thank you for that So uh, <clears throat> so here is the couple of shocking videos of the uh, what uh, the diode <clears throat> phrenectomy can look like if it is not fully understood and kind of uh, misused. So here we go. This is one of those cases when the patient is kind of charred way too deep, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's a hot tip surgery. So this actually is a screenshot uh, from the a television program in Australia uh, almost three years ago. And the uh, uh, so that's a close up. That's has nothing to do with the laser surgery. This is the hot, charred tip, glass tip, diode for an So if you just reconcile this previous picture, yeah, it's a hot tip, you understand that. So now where the blood is coming from? And the, the answer is when the char wears out, the glass is no longer hot, it's cold. But if you don't know that that was not a laser from the get-go, what are you going to do to keep going? You're going to try harder. Okay. That's, yeah. So, <clears throat> hot glass tip, gold glass tip. Not the pretty pictures. Okay, so going back to the, uh, the laser beam uh, surgery <clears throat> and the CO2 laser phrenectomies, that's what's pretty much, this explanation was the science behind. You can have fast vaporization of the water-rich tissue, which which is the soft tissue, and you can have the instant coagulation and hemostasis on the surgical margin, meaning no bleeding. Mm -hmm. And as a reminder, here's what it looks like in action. Mm -hmm. Quick and easy. And my grandson was a beneficiary to just Mm -hmm. exactly this, skill and the exactly this instrument yeah super happy
0: so we're right, also going to so. have less scarring then and a bit more comfort for the patient using the co2 laser for those yes
1: reasons. oh yeah for those reasons they uh, so let, let me just quickly comment on that it's so imagine if you have the coagulation this thermal effects too deep mm-hmm. So what I just said, it's the burn victim. How do burns feel? Super scarred. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have another extreme, you just don't have any coagulation. What do you have? It's kind of like a scalp or knife incision. So you're going to have scar again. So there is that golden medium right. where the proper wavelength can create just enough coagulation so that we don't have neither of these two extremes. And there are plenty of good publications on that. All right. So, kind of to lighten things up, uh, <clears throat> this is um, uh, you know, this is no longer dentistry. This is <laughs> veterinary medicine. Uh, <clears throat> this uh, patient's name is Winston. He is almost one foot long uh, goldfish. Developed a, a cancerous growth, mm, and the treatment pretty simple: surgical so CO2 laser, fast incision, second intention healing. You cannot suture the fish. And the super great family, of course, and the happiest family member, as the story goes, was the family dog. So the point here, proper surgical lasers are not really kind of only available or useful in dentistry. Cosmetic surgery, blepharoplasty, uh, lumps and bumps on the skin, blepharoplasty again, uh, hemangiomas. By the way, for the hemangiomas, uh, the diode laser is absolutely the best tool just because of the ability to coagulate that pool of blood. <clears throat> Surgical lasers, that's the uh, excision of the fibromas, of and so on. The list is long and not limited, of course, on the topherenectomies, but the Great many applications uh, ranging from perio to the uh, maxillofacial surgery, leukoplakia, and so on. So quick summary is that the, for, the, for the vascular soft tissue surgery, the first thing we want, we want to have an ablative laser. So it's either CO2 or the Airbnb because we want to cut. But if we want to coagulate on the surgical margins, so to prevent the bleeding, CO2 laser. So there are great applications for Erbium lasers if we are removing wrinkles on the skin that are relatively shallow. They are epidermis deep. So if you are not going into the dermis, Erbium laser is the absolute quick, the king that rules those applications. And that's pretty much it. And a quick word about the upcoming... Uh, uh, symposium of the American laser study club, uh, which will take place, uh, in, in February in Las Vegas, just before the Valentine's day. So great time, maybe for the, some family vacations. And that's the website for your viewers to kind of explore.
0: <clears throat> and anybody who isn't viewing this visually, it's www.americanlaserstudyclub.org. We'll make sure to link that. And those dates are February 11th to the 13th, again in Las Vegas.
1: Thank you, Brittany. And that's pretty much concludes what I had to uh, share in a very kind of the fast, rapid-fire sequence of just the basic facts.
0: Awesome. Um, And everybody, will link uh, Peter's contact info, but you can find him on. Facebook. Um, you can find him again, American laser study club and his email address is, uh, we'll link it, but it's P V I T R U K Peter P for Peter Vitrick. Am I saying your last name, right? Vitrick?
1: Yes. 100%.
0: At lightscalpel.com. And again, we'll link all that information, um, for you. Um, Peter, this was great. This was, you know, very, uh, explained in a way that is easy, I think, to understand for the professional, for maybe listeners that are, you know, we have some like families and parents and things like that. Um, I think the visual is definitely, definitely going to help. And if you want to just reiterate like basic what ablation means and what coagulation means, again, for maybe those uh, non-dental or medical professionals that might be listening.
1: Yeah. So <clears throat> ablation it's just a <clears throat> science word to say <clears throat> vaporization. Sorry, my voice is kind of not used to talking for too long. I'm very okay. to <laughs> you,
0: you take your water, and I apologize because my I'm actually doing this episode at home because I'm not feeling super well today, and my dogs just started barking in the middle of it. So hopefully, I cut <clears throat> it short. Now one of them's digging at his toy. So if you see me muting myself, that's why. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So let me repeat itself uh, myself then. Uh-huh. Uh, when you hear ablation, it's a sciencey term for the vaporization. And why vaporization is important to say? Because the proper surgical laser, all it does, it vaporizes histological water. And when it is done properly, the jet of steam just takes all the organics with it. So you what you have behind is a clean surgical margin, coagulated just deep enough, uh, ballpark 50 micrometers, which is, by the way, thickness of the human hair, 100 micrometer. So this tells you how gentle this coagulation is if you have the proper instrumentation, and of course, if you know what you're doing. So that's what the ablation means with respect Mm -hmm. to the vascular soft tissue, uh, so laser surgery.
0: And then one question that I want to ask you that um, I think I get a lot from other hygienists whose doctors might be using a different kind of laser to do tetheral tissue releases or a myofunctional therapist that may be working with a doctor that isn't using a CO2 laser. What is a good way for those providers to explain or educate maybe that provider that isn't using a CO2 laser as to why they should be without, um, I don't want to say knocking them, but like without making them feel horrible for using maybe a diode that's scorching their patients.
1: Right, yeah, two things. One is the step outside of the dentistry. Mm. You will not find a single diode used for the vascular soft tissue surgery. So think about that.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Second one is that you will not find any erbium lasers outside of the They use for the vascular soft tissue. Just kind of think about it. Yeah. And the, uh, so, so so then to understand for the practitioner, to understand that is the simply if you have already experience with the diet, if you have experience with the Airbnb, but you don't have experience with the CO2, try it. And okay. then you will see the reasons why nobody outside of the dentist is using diets and erbiums for the vascular sort of issue. I, I was trying to explain it in a science way for the past half hour, but the kind of there are so many dimensions to that. And the seeing is believing. When you have this device in your own hands, And then you really see for yourself, that's kind of the ultimate, ultimate answer. And for the patients and for the patient families, is just like for my family, Mm -hmm. uh, actually, my daughter did have an emergency of about three years ago, almost four years ago in Europe. It was a diet laser. We had no choice. I know how to make that laser work semi-decent most dentists have no idea how to make them work semi-decent and so three weeks she was in pain level 10 out of 10 only kind of the immense doses of the Mm painkillers made us go through so now can you imagine baby going through this right no no and so when we hear about the breast ranks, so that's kind of where it's coming from. So in my family, personal experience, oh, oh yeah. yeah, I've seen it and the, uh, I've been probably around maybe 200, 300 phrenectomies when I am visiting doctors, but I, I had the privilege only to see the surgery itself. So I seen how uneventful it is with the CO2 laser and the skilled hands. And but I never seen the healing
0: Mm
1: -hmm. process. So only with my grandson, I was just stunned.
0: Yeah. The
1: night of the procedure, he was a little cranky, but what's cranky? The the prior two weeks, you know that they were just hell. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: And the the following day, it's like we we were ready. Was the baby Tylenol? We were ready. Was Arnica? We were ready.
0: Yeah. We didn't didn't even need need it.
1: Yeah. And, and and that's exactly the benefits that are described outside of the dentistry.
0: Right. You know,
1: like plastic surgery. Really the only tool that can get you the dramatic results and very good healing, scar free.
0: Yeah. Subtly. Yeah.
1: And skin heals far worse. I like
0: that. I, what you said, like step out of the dental world, you're not going to find those lasers. I never thought of explaining it, um, that way, because of course it can be an uncomfortable situation speaking with a provider who's done X number of procedures using a laser that maybe isn't really the best outcomes for them or for the patient. So I think that's a really good way to get them thinking without feeling like you're offending them, like even leaving it at that. You know, yes. yeah, I,
1: I absolutely, absolutely love so, that. <clears throat> yes. And uh, l- let me also comment that, you know, one of my absolute <clears throat> favorite surgeons out there. I'm saying one of, you know, I, I'm not trying to kind of single out <laughs> anybody. <clears throat> Dr. Saru Zaghi.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. The When I saw his surgeries with scissors, I was just blown away. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And the... Uh, uh, but that was the expert knowledge and the skill. And right. it's not just scissors. It's not just scissors. Right. Because there was the hemostat always. And remember me talking about the cutting and coagulating? Yeah. The hemostat? Okay. Hemostat. <clears throat> but long before he was even using the hemostat, uh, he, he he really wants the patients to go through the oromy functional therapy. Yes. <clears throat> so, and then with all of that in place, he has such an immense knowledge of where do we cut, where do we, uh, you know, clamp the hemostat. And it's kind of like whatever tool you have, you can ace by just, you know, learning how all of them work. But then at the the end of the day, uh, say like a hemostat and a a scissors is different from a diet. Is different from the Erbium and is different from the CO2. Right. So it's kind of if you know it and you're comfortable with whatever kind of the, the results uh, you are getting, that, that's kind of the point of this of this presentation. Laser is not a laser, is not a laser. So that's the when I hear that people promote laser phrenectomy and it's a diode. What are you talking about?
0: Right. This
1: is not a laser as far as the laser light, guiding the tissue. It's the hot tip. It's a glass hot tip.
0: Absolutely. And, and thank you for that. And it's good to have you as a reference too to send, you know, again, those providers to that maybe are open to hearing why a different laser might be better for their practice. Um, so again, we'll link where people can find you. We'll link, um, the American laser study club website, anybody who doesn't have plans already for February 11th to the 13th, definitely, you know, sign up, make your way out there. Like Peter said, you would have a nice little weekend of it, a nice lovers getaway where you get to learn uh, and advance your knowledge. So a two for one deal there. Um, Anything else, Peter, you want to leave the listeners with before we wrap up?
1: Yeah. Maybe just a couple of words about the upcoming symposium in Las Vegas. So this is going to be our number five uh, annual symposium. Uh, Ever since we started them, it's been always a challenge uh, to kind of keep raising that bar. Mm -hmm. And so far, I believe we've been able to deliver that. And so I am happy to um, uh, report that what we have in the plans for this uh, upcoming one is going to outshine, however difficult it is, is going to outshine our past Mm symposia. And largely because of the the quality of the presenters and presentations. And um, I don't want to spoil yet anything, (laughs) but there are several presentations that you you, you will really uh, thank yourself uh, for being there. And so we will doing we will be doing some press releases. But the awesome. uh, the sooner you can start planning, and if you're interested, you know to be in the company of the the best of the best of the best who are in this field, very challenging field right now, that's the place to be.
0: Awesome! Thank you for that. We'll definitely be on the out uh, the lookout for those releases. Uh, I just want to thank you, Peter, for taking the time to come and chat with me. It's been awesome learning from you. Um, so, yeah, I hope uh, again, everybody, February 11th to the 13th, we'll link all of that in the show notes, uh, go and check it out. And um, if you're a, a dental provider out there doing frenectomies not using a CO2 laser, definitely listen, continue listening, uh, find out more information, reach out to Peter. Um, and yeah, thank you again, Peter, for, for coming on. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, thank you, Brittany. It's an honor and a pleasure. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode of I Spy With My My If you want to hear more about these episodes, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or feel free to contact me at bsierra.omt at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe as well and let us know of any subject or guest speaker you'd like to hear from. Help spread the word by sharing today's episode on your social media page. You can find me on Facebook at CT Oral Facial Myology and Instagram handle CT underscore oral facial underscore myology. Everybody have a wonderful day.